This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. If you're coming out to spring training here, or if you're here and you're just thinking about getting out to the Fit Team ballpark of the Palm Beaches, their upcoming events include Friday Night Fireworks and Hispanic Heritage Night Friday, March 8th. That's against the Cardinals. And also an Astros t-shirt giveaway on March 11th. That game's against the Mets. Then there's fireworks again on March 15th against the Cardinals. Come out to West Palm Beach and get your tickets today at astros.com slash spring training. Beautiful complex. Great vacation time to come out here and catch your Astros. Welcome to another Astros podcast. And greetings from Fit Team Ballpark of the Palm Beaches in West Palm Beach, Florida, where today the Houston Astros continue their Grapefruit League schedule, taking on the New York Mets. Astros yesterday lost to the Nationals 4-2 here in West Palm Beach. Garrett Cole struck out three in two scoreless innings. Yuli Gurriel had two hits, including an RBI double, but the Astros fell to 4-4-2 this spring. And the Astros pitching matchup brought to you by Houston Methodist, the official health care provider for the Houston Astros, Houston Methodist leading medicine. It'll be Rogelio Armenteros on the mound for the Astros today. Second time around for Armenteros, and now that these guys are starting to get second and soon third outings, you can really start to evaluate a little bit more. You know what, Armenteros was bringing the wow factor to camp last year. He showed good command to both sides of the plate, pinpoint control, had the great changeup and all that. This year came in a little rusty, it looks like. Look for him to increase his velocity as spring goes along, but Armenteros should be in the mix sometime this season. Corey Oswalt on the mound for the Mets today, 25-year-old Mets minor league pitcher of the year back in 2017. Made his big league debut last year, rough go of it, and obviously trying to establish himself at the big league level. Yeah, that, that first time around sometimes can be a little overwhelming, especially when you're in a city as big as New York. And I would imagine Oswalt will show much better this year. The Astros have a good lineup against him. He's got a real test. Keys to the game brought to you by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals on all models. Official sponsor of the Houston Astros. And I think some of the keys for the Astros today, you you look at uh, Jose Altuve in the field once again. Alex Bregman, his second game of the spring as well, coming back from the elbow surgery. Didn't get any chances in the first game that he played in the fields, but hopefully we'll get a chance to see that arm. Yeah, so it was all the pregame workout for Bregman to, to be able to test his arm and throw and move around and sweat a little bit and just get his legs underneath him. Uh, yeah, we want him to, to see some action and get some ground balls. We want to see Altuve dive and, and look like uh, we've seen Altuve the last few years just to test themselves. Up next, we'll hear from Astros pitcher Akeem Bostic. But now this from your local station. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that goodbye into the Landry's Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford box? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. Welcome back to Astro Lunch, everybody. This is Steve Sparks, and I'm with one of the, the pitchers for the Astros who pitched really well yesterday. It's right-handed pitching prospect Akeem Bostic. Threw a couple of innings yesterday. 
Uh, you're getting your feet wet uh, coming into big league camp this year. How how are you feeling? You look great. I'm feeling good. I mean, you know, my arm feels a little more live this year. So, you know, I'm expecting, you know, to be able to capitalize in all positions this year. You know, you come into spring training this year. What were you hoping to learn the most about yourself being around so many stars? I mean, really just, you know, trying to listen in on some of their conversations and, you know, see how, you know, they would go about setting up certain hitters or, you know, just basically picking their brain about, you know, a certain pitch and, you know, what, what you know, gives them success with their stuff. Yeah. Do you feel intimidated at all uh, broaching a conversation with Garrett Cole or Justin Verlander? No, I mean, you know, they're, cool. they're guys just like us, you know, they're really cool dudes to talk to. So, yeah. you know, well, when they talk, you know, they're, you definitely want to listen. How about this organization? Player development-wise, we hear about how advanced they are as far as trying to help guys maximize their talents. What have you learned about yourself in the last couple of seasons? I mean, really just, you know, being able to, you know, pitch off my strengths, but also, you know, with like right now, like in spring, obviously, you know, every pitcher is working on certain things, but, you know, being able to use my strengths to, or, you know, be able to use my weaknesses to get back to my strengths. So, Akeem, you, you've <clears throat> been a starting pitcher. You've been a relief pitcher. Where are you most comfortable right now? Where do you see yourself? I mean, honestly, like, to me, it's not that important as long as I can go in yep. and, you know, help the team. I'm, I'm cool with either one. What kind of pitcher are you? You're a ground ball pitcher? You're a fly ball pitcher? Pitch to contact? Strikeout pitcher? What, what kind of, how would you characterize yourself? Well, I mean, like, earlier on in my career was more, like, contact you know now I'm getting more strikeouts you know as the year goes on but you know I think it also goes back to you know these guys with their development plans for me and you know like I said being able to you know use my strengths or you know use my weaknesses to get back to my strengths and you know like I think one big thing that helped me last year with you know getting a lot of strikeouts was being able to elevate my fastball. Did you typically throw a lot of two seams fastballs before and go to a four seamer to get it up there? No, I mean, well, I used to throw a two-seam when I first came in, yeah. but now it's uh, four-seam and cutters. Tell me about growing up in South Carolina. It had to be a lot of outdoor activities for you. I mean, you out there, you, you get a chance to do some fishing and stuff like that in South Carolina? Oh, yeah, no doubt. I mean, like in my town alone, like, you know, there's plenty of lakes where, you know, you can just go and, you know, for ponds, I should say, just yeah. in neighborhoods. And, you know, you grab a couple buddies, you know, you go and you just sit there and fish. What are you What are you fishing for out there? A lot of bass. Yeah, a lot of bass. I mean, you know, like we like to catch the brim. You know, the lure the bass sure. in. But <laughs> we've heard about your prowess as a football player, uh, as an amateur. Uh, not much of a decision to make because your baseball was coming along so well. Any Any chance that you're missing football at all? I mean, you've got relatives that have played in the NFL too. Is that right? Yeah, uh, Brandon Bossy is my cousin. You know, he yeah. played a lot of years with the Packers and you know he finished with the Jets uh, most recently but he's a free agent now but um you know like yeah I miss football a little bit yeah but uh you know like I like I enjoy watching it you know but I think I made the right decision by sticking with baseball sure we were talking in the broadcast yesterday you're listed at 6'4 185 where are you right now you got to be 6'5 6'6 aren't you yeah I'm 6'6 like 245 right now wow so you're put together (laughs) uh it looks like you're on the cusp you try not to look ahead, but aren't you starting to get excited about making your major league debut soon? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I think if, you know, I continue to show improvement, yeah. and, you know, it shouldn't be long before, you know, I'm able to do that. All right. That's prospect uh, Akeem Bostic for the Astros. Remember that name. Thanks a lot for catching up. Thank you. Bottom of the fourth inning, 15 ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Steve Sparks and Robert Ford here. It's two apiece with the Nationals and Astros. And we're pleased to be joined by Houston Chronicle writer Chandler Rome who's been coming on for a few times now in spring training. And 
basic premise of why we love to have you guys in here is to find out what the starting pitchers had to say after their outings. What, what about Garrett Cole? He, w- he was pleased. Um, obviously not – you couldn't draw much from his first outing. It was only eight pitches. Right. Um, this one got a little bit more of a sample size, 35 30. pitches, 21 for strikes. Maybe not as efficient as he would have liked, but he seemed overall – he seemed pleased. He seemed pleased with his fastball command. He thought uh, – he landed some good sliders. I know he got a swing and miss on, a, on one of his strikeouts was on a slider. Uh, he said he mislocated two of his sliders, but other than that, he said – Main main thing today was his efficiency, and he worked with Robinson Chirinos for the first time, and they started to build that rapport. All right, leading off the fourth inning for the Astros is Nick Tanalu. Hit a double his last time up. He's had a great spring, hitting 429, six RBIs for the Astros. Pops this one up to shallow right field, going back on it, the first baseman Adams, and he two hands it just in fair territory for out number one. Also pretty good chess for, for Cole today as well. The Nationals had a pretty representative lineup uh, uh, that they were fielding this afternoon. Yeah, and, and after his leadoff walk, obviously fell behind the leadoff hitter. Um, I don't have my scorebook in front of me. I couldn't tell you yeah, who Trey Turner was. Trey Turner fell, fell behind. Trey Turner walked him, and after that, he, it was pretty much vintage Garrett Cole. He said he did elevate a couple fastballs a little bit too much that he, that, that he thought he missed high a couple times. Um, Maybe that was some of the rapport working with Chirinos for the first time. He said he only shook Chirinos, I think, two or three times. Okay. And he gave him pretty liberal. Uh, they, they both kind of went in without much of a formulaic game plan, if you will. Uh, just kind of let Chirinos call the game. And, uh, and Cole only shook him a couple times. 0-1 oh, to Jake Marisnik in. It's low for ball one. It's 1-1. One one. He grounded or popped up his last time up. I was wondering if, if Cole mentioned why. Perhaps he only pitched two innings. I was under the impression he'd throw three. It was on the schedule for him to throw three, but A.J. Hinch said yesterday he was only going to throw two because he only went one in the in the first uh, in the first game, as you'll remember. 1-1 one, one pitch is grounded sharply to the shortstop Turner. He's got it in a perfect strong throw across to get Marisnik for the second out. Yeah, I was, I was a little surprised to see the three by his name on the schedule this morning because A.J. Hinch had told us, I think, a couple of days ago that he was only going to throw two innings because – his throwing program's a little – all these pitchers are on a lot of different throwing programs. Justin Verlander seems like he can rep out right now and, and be perfectly fine. He's kind of resilient like that. Garrett Cole's just on a different sort of program, and he's uh, he only threw one inning his last outing, threw eight pitches, and then we saw him get a couple in the bullpen after yeah. that. But Well, they threw so much last year, and, and you take the playoffs into consideration, less less rest in the offseason, so why not take it slow? For sure, and, and Garrett seemed pleased, and he seemed to say he checked all the boxes and what he wanted to get done today. Tony Kemp, the batter now, with two outs, nobody on. Kemp 0 for 2. He's popped up and grounded out so far in this one. It sounds like in our, our talk this morning, Chandler, with, with A.J., that Kemp's going to get plenty of at-bats this year. Somehow, some way, pitch misses low. Somehow. I mean, Tony Kemp can just hit. I mean, yep. that, that, that's the long and short of uh, – I know that's not the analysis that everybody craves, but, I mean, that, that's just the truth. He hits whoever he faces. He hits good pitching. He hits bad pitching. Left-handed his left-handed pitching. pitching his right-handed pitching yep. hits, hits it all. He doesn't – not renowned for his power, not renowned for his gap-to-gap stuff, but he just puts the ball in play, he conducts a professional at bat. That guarantees that, a strikeout right now, by the way. Of course. It's one and two as he fouls <laughs> that one off. But, I mean, how key was he in that ninth spot last year where he just really excelled? He had the best OPS of any American League hitter out of the nine hole. And, I mean, I, I know the sample size probably isn't the biggest, but, but still, that, that's nothing to scoff at. And he's a guy that, you know, a lot of people kind of, forego that nine hole but that's a that's a second leadoff hitter turning the lineup over especially to 
when, you, when you've got George Springer at the top, when you've got the potent four and now five adding Michael Brantley at the top of that Astros order, turning it over to them, extending an inning to get those four to the plate, you know, you can't scoff at that. You can't kind of take that for granted. And, and Tony Kemp did such a good job of that last year. Takes one low. It's two and two now with two outs to Kemp. Pitch from Ross. Misses low again. It's three and two. It looks to me, and Robert and I have been saying this, that looks like the lineup's going to be more lengthy again like it was two years ago as compared to last year. Well, correct. And getting guys healthy helps that too. And the addition of Robinson Chirinos, I know a lot has been talked about his defense, but getting a catcher with some sort of offense in that lineup, just it, it does wonders. And if Josh Reddick can have a, a bounce back year, yeah. then those two things are really key to lengthening that lineup. Three balls and two strikes to Tony Kemp, the pitch. And it's ball four as he draws the walk after falling behind. He just keeps working him. you got to make quality pitches to Tony Kemp. Yeah, when you have a guy like that who gives you a quality plate appearance in the ninth spot, you mentioned Reddick. If he can have a bounce back here, I mean, he's a guy who could be batting sixth or seventh much of the year. Uh, that just makes that, you talk about the length in the lineup, just makes it even longer. And, and it seems like we're kind of overlooking Michael Brantley. I don't know how it can be overlooked, but adding him into the, fi into the fifth spot, I mean, this is a lineup where Yuli Gurriel could be batting sixth and Tyler White batting seventh. I mean, that's a... That's great. That's a formidable. That's I mean, those are two guys that would bat. That's the way it was two years ago. The two guys that would bat near near the middle or top of the order in other on other clubs. All right, pinch runner now for Kemp. That's Miles Straw. Pinch hitting now for Brantley is Max Stassi. Two outs, two two ball game. Throw over to first base, not in time as Straw dives back safely. We're talking with Houston Chronicle beat writer Chandler Rome. You're working on a story about a pitcher we saw yesterday, Brandon Belak, who was very impressive. In his first inning of work, maybe not so much in the second, but in the first one, really wowed us. Uh, he was That was about as good of an inning as I've seen by any pitcher, Major League Service time or not, since I've been in spring. It was it was 96 with a fastball with a hammer breaking ball that was mid-80s. Um, he can mix in a changeup, can mix in a slider. He's got four pitches. Um, I actually just got finished talking to Jeff Luno about Brandon Belak, and he said, my radar peaked up when in July last year when I was doing trade negotiations, teams kept stealthily adding his name into every Everybody negotiation. Everybody started asking, huh? And when other teams want your guys, that's when you got to start looking. And, yeah. and Jeff Luno even acknowledged that he didn't even anticipate Brandon Belak getting this good this quickly. He's a very, very much under-the-radar prospect. What do I not know about this guy? There's a fastball on the outside corner for a strike. Stassi with a lot of real estate on the right side, if you can poke it that way. And Belak, an 11th round pick, and Steve and I talk about this all the time. Seems like you, you see a lot of mid to late round draft picks for the Astros. Josh James, probably the best example of that, who are getting to the big leagues or at least getting close to the big leagues. Really impressive. Oh, it is, and it's what sets the Astros apart, really. Anybody can... Anybody can draft well the first three or four rounds. There's some guys in there that you just can't miss on. But right. when you get into those mid-rounds and even when you get into the 20s and the 30s, some of these rounds where you kind of start to fall asleep and, you don't, and you've never heard of any of these guys, the Astros take that stuff seriously. I mean, we saw Tyler White's out here. He's the 31st, round, 31st or 32nd round pick. I mean, it's, it, it's just Baseball's from beginning like to that, end. Though. Yeah. Baseball is so inexact. Mr. Stassi is low. One ball and one strike. And, of course, we know that the Astros can develop pitching probably better than no other organization. And Brandon Belak is obviously the embodiment of that. I mean, talking to guys in the clubhouse, um, he and Corbin Martin actually reported to West Palm Beach on the same day when they got drafted. And they've been throwing partners ever since. And to hear Corbin Martin talk about it, Brandon Belak's stuff is night and day from where it was when he got out of Notre Dame to where he is now. And he's really solidified himself as – 
a guy on the cusp of major league readiness. And I know everybody is infatuated with the Whitleys and the Bukowskis and the Martins of the right. world. But um, everyone I've talked to within the organization seems to reaffirm that Brandon Belak's name should probably be alongside those three yeah, guys. Yeah, in the conversation. So the mid-'90s fastball, I was going, okay, man, that's, that's really something. But it was the sharpness oh. of his breaking pitches and the way he was able to shape those breaking pitches is really what caught my eye in the awkward swings. And, and, and pop-up, shallow right field, going back on it. Adams, Dozier, the second baseman toward the line, makes the catch over his shoulder, just in foul territory for the third out of the inning. Well, great stuff, Chandler. Thanks for coming in uh, to Houston Chronicle. Uh, you've been doing a great job, so we appreciate it. All right, thanks, guys. The Houston Astros Radio Network. That ball is gone! Steve Sparks, Robert Ford. And you can kiss it goodbye! This is the Houston Astros Radio Network.